Canada's food price report has been released today and last year. Basically, what it does is a forecast is for how much extra you're going to spend on food. The average family last year was expected to spend about four hundred and eleven dollars um, of an increase in a food costs, and that would equal about twelve thousand one hundred and fifty seven dollars for the year. This year, it's even more. This year's report indicates that food prices are set to increase by four percent. In 2020, meaning the average family will spend close to $500 more a year. And this may be a bit of a lowball. Dr. Simon Samoji is Errol Chair in the Business of Food and Professor at the University of Guelph. Uh, what's the purpose of the annual report? Why, we, why do we do this every year? Well, we do it every year because we want to give Canadians an, an idea of how food prices are going to increase. And you know, let's be honest, everyone has to eat. So food is is central to every single Canadian uh, there is. So it's about giving you a bit of a forecast about what's going to happen and you know a few things about what you can do to reduce maybe the cost of your food. I've heard some people that are uh, in the know and do things like you do um, call this a bit of a lowball, the fact that the average family will spend close to $500 more per year. They think it might be a little bit higher than that. Are you in agreement? Well, with predicting a 2 to 4% increase for for 2020 and that's you know another $500 so you know $12,667 is what we're predicting um, we we honestly think that's a little bit conservative mm-hmm. it might be a little bit higher than that um, some categories of food are higher than others uh, so that impacts as well let's run down the increases i'm guessing uh, that we're going to see a high increase in meat cuz that tends to be the most expensive food product that's right. We're predicting a 4 to 6% increase in, in the price of meat. Now, why? Um, meat is a globally traded commodity. So uh, we send Canadian beef and pork and other products all around the world, particularly to China. And China's having you know, huge demand for meat products. It's also got a problem with a thing called African swine fever, which is impacting its pork production. They just don't have enough pigs. So they're trying to get it from everywhere. And that's going to impact... Uh, Canadian um, pork to prices, but meat prices in general. The other big thing is vegetables. And, you know, the reality is between November and May, it's too cold outside to grow vegetables in a traditional way. So we have to import a lot of the vegetables we eat. Much of that comes from the U.S., from Mexico. Uh, so bad weather to get, that stops trucks getting from U.S. and Mexico to Canada has a big impact on our on our food prices, um, slowdowns at the Canadian, sorry, the U.S.-Mexico border uh, means the trucks can get slower. Well, it takes them a long time to get here, and that can cause shortages in prices. We've had things such as E. coli outbreaks with romaine lettuce that mm-hmm. impacts price, and even other things like trads and you know trends, I should say, and fads. So we've seen, you know, this year, I think in about May, we had the celery juice craze, and that made bunches of celery go from $2 or less to almost 6 or $7. So we have to import a lot. We're subject to trends. We're subject to weather. Um, and that causes a lot of fluctuations in prices. One of the big trends is uh, plant-based alternatives uh, to meat. Do you see, if we see a rise in the price of meat, could we end up seeing a rise in the price of plant-based alternatives? Because, you know, uh, there's an opportunity here to increase your price and, you know, get another market. Uh, that's an interesting one. The, the, the plant-based 
meat alternative sector like your light life burgers, your Beyond Meat burgers, those types of things. You know, the business model for them is still being worked out. Uh, and they're working more on developing their companies, working out a cost of production that works. Um, you know, it's hard to say if an increase in meat will have a direct increase in, say, a Beyond Meat burger. Um, but the, the reality is Canadians like meat. 91% of Canadian households buy meat on a regular basis. Uh, that's not going to change. Uh, so I don't see a major impact on the price increases in those plant-based alternatives. You brought up some factors that are going to affect food costs in, in the coming year, those being trade issues, uh, outbreaks of uh, African swine fever in China, affecting meat prices, even um, you know our, our short growing season here. But how important is climate change in a factor of uh, affecting uh, food costs? Well, you know, the, if you look at a lot of the issues I mentioned, such as E. coli, such as weather events, if you look deep down underneath what is causing those, a lot of cases it's the effect of climate change. So we're seeing more and more devastating winter storms, droughts, those sort of things. They directly impact food prices. Uh, the warmer weather gets, the more likely there are bacterial infections like E. coli. So if you dig deep mm-hmm. beyond a lot of these incidences, uh, you'll find climate change uh, underneath uh, or, you know, underpinning a lot of those uh, issues. Even the backlash against single-use plastics, apparently that's contributing to the cost of groceries increasing. Can you maybe tell us how? Yeah, I I think we're still a little bit away to to have concrete data that says uh, plastic reduction increases food prices. We think it's going to be a big issue going forward. Uh, the Canadian federal government saying that they're going to ban certain single-use plastics. And, and the recent research that's been done has shown that Canadians want plastic to be reduced in the grocery system, but they're not necessarily willing to pay for it. Um, so in my mind, we need to reduce plastic waste, but we actually need some plastic. Plastic helps reduce uh, food contamination, particularly with meat and those sort of things. It also re- it also increases shelf life. If you think about a lot of perishable foods like cucumbers, are very water rich or water dense. If you don't wrap them in plastic, they'll deteriorate really quickly. So there is a there is a balance between safe, between perishability, but also a need to reduce unnecessary plastic. I'm glad you brought that up. I love shows where I walk away and go, hmm, you learn something new every day. And if that's mm-hmm. the one thing that's going to stick with me, it seems like an odd thing. But I don't I don't think I'm alone when I've picked up a cucumber in the grocery store and thought, why is there a protective sheath that is going to be difficult for me to get off of this thing when I get it home to the kitchen? Mm-hmm. It, it extends the shelf life. Uh, it protects the skin, which is, you know, it's a bit rubbery, but, you know, it's there, there sometimes are good reasons behind why we have to use plastic. So food prices set to increase by 4% next year. Were you shocked by the uh, report today? Not really. You know, that is above inflation. Inflation's running around 2%. Um, if we want to reduce food prices, which is our ultimate goal, I think at the end of the day, we have to be producing more food here, particularly vegetables. And we can do that. Um, we can have government incentivizing the construction of more greenhouses and more indoor farming so that we can produce here and more money into research and development around vegetable breeds and fruit breeds even that will grow better in Canada because we food security is really making us 
be able to produce food 365 days a year. And for a lot of food categories, product categories, particularly vegetables, we just can't do that at this point in time. Right. And we need that for food security. We do need that. Is there an appetite for that right now, though? You know, like growing things indoors, you know, more industrial farming, because it seems like people are turning towards uh, at least the millennials. They're looking towards the, the small farmer for things. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're seeing people looking at artisanal food. We're looking at people interested in local food. But we just have to realize the inevitable. We are just too cold for the best part of five or six months each year to be able to have small outdoor farms or even large outdoor farms. It's just the reality of Canada. So we need to use technology such as indoor farming, such as greenhouses, which are becoming more and more sophisticated, more and more efficient uh, to be able to produce the food that we need where we need it. Um, But is it a case of do we need or want? Because, you know, it seems like we always got by before. People would preserve or eat differently as the seasons changed. Are we just not, do we not have uh, that uh, appetite to eat seasonally anymore? Well, it is true, but we've we've progressed. We've realised that food is medicine, and we've just had a new food guide that has been released by the federal government earlier this year that says we need to be eating more fresh vegetables, uh, fruit as well. Um, at, so, yeah, government's telling we should, um, mm-hmm. but we need it. But there are are alternatives. I mean, a good example is that every grocery store has a section that has high quality vegetables that are. Uh, not necessarily as tasty, but not don't look as great, but they're a lot low on price, and that's the frozen vegetable section. And don't be scared of the frozen vegetables. They're just as good. In a lot of cases, they're a lot cheaper. That's funny. I never eat them. Yeah, and you should. All right, good to know. Two things I'll take away from the show today. Thank you so much, Dr. Samoji. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Simon Samoji is Errol Chair in the Business of Food and Professor at the University of Guelph, talking about the fact that this uh, Canada's food price report indicates our food's going up. Next year, you can expect to spend an extra 500 bucks on your grocery bills.